If you'll turn to Romans chapter 12. It's actually, I normally preach from a text of Scripture. I'm actually preaching from the whole Bible today. I'll be uh, sharing and quoting a lot of Scriptures on the subject of how to overcome evil. There's a lot of evil in this world today, and it seems to be getting worse. And this message is one that God laid on my heart uh, four or five weeks ago, and it's been in my mind working on it, and I'm going to share it with you this morning. Romans 12, 9, in the last of the verse, it says, Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Verse 17, repay no one evil for evil. Verse 19, beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. In verse 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for your word that guides us into all truth, that tells us how we should live in this evil world. And I pray, Lord, that this message will help each of us to be victorious over evil. And I pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible says much about evil from Genesis to Revelation. In fact, there are over 450 references to evil in the Bible. Though God created a perfect paradise for Adam and Eve, Evil was already present in this universe. And God had planted a tree in paradise and he warned Adam and Eve not to touch or eat of that tree because the day you eat of it, you will know by experience good and evil. But yet they ate of that fruit. And evil penetrated into the human race from that day to this very day. And it wasn't long before Cain killed, murdered his own brother. Several generations later, we read in Genesis 6-5 that the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Jeremiah 17-9 says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Evil within the heart of man is a major problem and the potential for manifesting great evil 
is always present. How do we define evil anyway? And another word for it is sin, but the word evil gives the nuance of that which is bad, that which is malignant, that which is despicable. And yet Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20 warns, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. That's increasingly happening in our world today. We live in a world of twisted fools who don't even know the difference between good and evil. And if you think that you know the difference between good and evil, then listen to this statement of Jesus. He said in Luke 16, 15, what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. What a lot of people view as highly esteemed Jesus said it's an abomination in the eyes of God. And so the Bible exhorts us to learn to discern the difference between good and evil because a lot of people don't know the difference. One thing is clear from Scripture, and that is that God is the one who determines what is evil. In fact, 48 times we read that an individual or group did evil in the sight of the Lord. Not the opinion of men, but in the sight of the Lord. And let me give you some examples of what God calls evil. And heading the list is the shedding of innocent blood. Man was created in the image of God and to shed the blood of an innocent person is a despicable evil in the eyes of God. And yet on October 7th, Hamas shed innocent blood in Israel of over 1,400, including babies and children. And yet we have people marching in the streets of America justifying that evil because they don't seem to know the difference. False religion is declared an evil in the word of God many, many times. Pride is a great evil. It's the original sin of Satan himself. Adultery is called an abomination, Ezekiel 22.11. In fact, if you want to look up more examples of what God says is evil, then look up the word abomination in the Bible and you will see what God says is evil, including the book of Proverbs that says sowing discord among brethren is an abomination in the eyes of God. And one way we can recognize what is evil is that evil produces suffering and death. We live in a world of evil. 
not just in the moral sense, but in the sense of all the bad and suffering that is a part of this old evil world. For example, in Psalm 23, verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Meaning I will not fear harm or adversity that would otherwise come because you are with me, Lord. Yes, there is much evil in this world, this sin-cursed world, disease, storms, droughts, and on top of that is all the evil that's perpetrated by sinful man in the form of injustice and hatred. And you better not only learn the difference between good and evil and able to discern what is evil, but we are commanded to overcome evil. In fact, Romans 12, 21 specifically commands us not to be overcome by evil. After Cain killed his brother Abel, God said in Genesis 4, 7, if you do, if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. If you do not rule over evil, evil will rule over you. In fact, Proverbs eleven nineteen says, as righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. The reason we should overcome evil is that if you don't, evil will overcome you and lead to suffering and death. First Peter chapter 3, verse 12 says, The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Do evil and you will experience the bitter consequences of evil. And there's a lot of people in prison today. There's a lot of people who have suffered the ravages of evil because they let evil get the best of them. And here's another problem. The Bible predicts that in the last days, evil will become worse. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, the Bible says that evil men will grow worse and worse. And Jesus predicted that in the last days, lawlessness will abound and the love of many will grow cold. We're seeing the rise of evil and lawlessness right here in the good old USA. Why? Wow. Because we are not winning the battle over evil. And this morning, I'm going to share with you how you can overcome evil in your life and in the lives of people that you care about. And if our society would repent and get back to biblical principles, then our society would once again win the battle over evil instead of losing the battle as we are witnessing today. So how do we overcome evil? 
First of all, battle evil with parental discipline. Proverbs 22.15 says, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. That kind of parental discipline was commonly practiced through around in the 1960s. But Dr. Spock had a better idea and people like him and they changed how parents do discipline and uh, everything changed and, and, and so there is far less discipline like the Bible talks about in the world today. Now I ask you, is there more evil or less evil since we took discipline out of the home and the schools? I think you know the answer to that. I urge parents here today to accept the fact that the battle against evil begins in the home and that we need to do our Job. Don't allow your child to become ensnared by evil because it wasn't dealt with in the home. Secondly, government must restrain evil. You know, when God said, okay, Israel, I'll give you a king. And he gave Saul as their king. And he said that he shall restrain my people. 1 Samuel 9, 17. One of the king's jobs is to restrain evil in society. Likewise, Romans chapter 13 and verse 1 says that governing authorities are appointed by God. Why? He goes on to say in verse 4, He does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Now, we don't like the death penalty, but God did ordain the death penalty in the Bible. And in Deuteronomy, on nine different occasions, God said that that penalty was to be exercised to put away evil. Yet we're living in a day when the forces of evil want us to disrespect and even defund the police. We're living in a day where prosecutors and judges are not executing justice against those who do evil. And what is the result? The result is a rise in evil. There's an increase in murders and violent crimes such as carjacking. Murders are up 75% in Henrico County just the last few years. When government doesn't restrain evil, you will surely get more of it. So this Tuesday, I encourage you to, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but vote for the candidates that understand the principle that you must have law enforcement to restrain evil or you will get more of it. Thirdly, if we're going to win the battle against evil, we must resist evil influences. 
We do have evil within, but there's a lot of evil on the outside. So what should we do to avoid being overcome by the influence of evil? First of all, practice biblical separation. While we are to be the salt and light of this world, we are also to separate ourselves from participating in evil practices that this world does. Exodus chapter 23 verse 2 says, You shall not follow a crowd to do evil. I don't care how many people are doing it. If God says it's wrong, you don't join in doing it with the crowd. Instead, you should separate yourself and have nothing to do with what they're doing. 2 Corinthians 6.17 says, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean. And why is it that we should pull back and separate ourselves from those that are doing evil? 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. If you hang out with the wrong crowd, they will influence you to do wrong. Your grandmother taught you that. Your parents hopefully taught you that. Sin tends to spread. 1 Corinthians 5, 6 says, Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? So if you don't separate yourself from evil, then evil will tend to infect your soul. And we must also avoid and resist temptation. Jesus taught us to pray Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, sovereignly protect us from being led into temptation, but deliver us from it. Jesus also taught his disciples, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And because the flesh is weak, we must recognize temptation and avoid it and flee from it if need be. In fact, several times in Scripture, the Bible says, flee immorality, flee from idolatry. The main strategy of Scripture is not resistance of temptation, but avoidance of of temptation and fleeing from temptation. Separate yourself from it or evil will ensnare you. Fourth, the battle evil within. Yes, there's plenty of evil on the outside, but there's also evil in the human heart, the Bible says. Romans 7, 19 says, For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not do, that I practice. Oh, there's something about us that the good we want to do, so often we don't do the evil we don't want to do, yet we find ourselves doing it. What's wrong with us? Well, the Bible says we have a sin problem. 
James 1.14 says each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust. We have a problem within. So how do we battle this problem within us? First of all, it starts with the attitude. And the Bible tells us to abhor what is evil. Psalm 97.10 says, You who love the Lord hate evil. Amos 5.15 says, Hate evil, love good. Likewise, Romans 12.9 that I just read to you, Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. We are to recognize evil for what it is. We are to be uh, abhorrent and be repulsed by it. You're much more likely to do evil if you delight in it rather than abhor it like the Bible commands us to. And when you truly abhor what is evil, then you will more likely do the next step, and that is to turn from evil. Isaiah 1.16 says, Wash yourselves and make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Likewise, 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 11 says, He who would love life and see good days, let him turn away from evil. Now, Job was one of the most righteous men that we read about in the Old Testament. And what does the book of Job say about him? It says in Job 1 8 that he shunned evil. He turned away from it. That's what we are to do. We ought to turn from evil the way we turn from something that is repulsive or dangerous. Tell you what, if I were to light a stick of dynamite in front of your eyes, I think this place would clear out in a hurry. You know, we need to recognize evil for all the destructive harm that it causes and get away from it. Turn from it. Trust in the leading and power of the Holy Spirit is something else that we must do. Evil is powerful within us and we need a, need a greater power in the person of the Holy Spirit who is given to believers to indwell us. And Galatians 5.16 says, Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you will live by the direction and power of the Holy Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust for evil that is within you. So what should we do when we do yield the temptation? Well, we should overcome evil by confessing our sins. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And what does the Bible mean by the word confess? It fundamentally means to agree with. Remember I said there's evil in the sight of the Lord 
And then there's man's opinion about what's evil and what's not. To confess is to say, God, I agree with you. What I did was wrong. It was sinful. It was evil. That breaks the power of sin in your life. Confession, agreeing with God. And so when we have communion, we invite you, as the scripture says, examine ourselves and so eat of that bread and drink of that cup. As we examine our hearts and God shows you something you said, something you did that was wrong, you need to say, God, I agree with you. That's wrong. Help me not do that again. Confess. And we receive forgiveness. Indeed, claim the forgiveness of Christ's blood to have victory over evil. 1 John 1 9 promises that forgiveness, but Revelation 12 11 says, They overcame him, that is the devil, the accuser of the brethren, by the blood of the Lamb. When the devil accuses you of the sin that you have committed, and wants to condemn you, you tell the old devil that you have confessed that sin to God, you have been forgiven by the blood of the Lamb, and you will have victory not only over the devil, but over that sin that you have confessed. And so in spite of what we do to battle evil in our hearts and in our homes and in government and in other ways, there will still be evil that you are confronted with by others. And so last of all, in the battle against evil, we must battle evil with good and not more evil. Now here I'm speaking about our personal relationships. Two things we must do according to the scriptures. First, do not pay evil for evil. In fact, three times in the New Testament, we are commanded, don't pay evil for evil. Proverbs 20, 22 says, do not say I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord and he will save you. Jesus said in Matthew 5.39, But I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Oh, that's one of the hard sayings of Jesus. Turn the other cheek when someone's trying to do me wrong, doing evil to me. What do you mean tell me don't pay evil for evil? Well, I'll tell you, when you repay evil for evil, you're only adding to the problem of evil. You're sinking to their level when you do so. So instead of paying evil for evil, Paul says we are to overcome evil with good. Romans 12, 21, I just read it to you. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. When we respond to evil with like evil, then evil escalates. You think there'll ever be peace in the Middle East when it's constantly paying evil for evil? No. No. Instead of 
escalating evil, we do good in the face of evil. Because when we do good, we diffuse and disarm the power of evil. And one example is given right in verse 20. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. And so the next time someone does you wrong, instead of paying evil for evil, let me give you a different strategy. Why don't you pay evil with good? Do some act of kindness to them. Do something loving and kind to them in response and watch what happens. I tell you what's going to happen. You're going to disarm them. They're going to know. They're not going to know what to do with you. That's not the kind of response they were expecting. And they're going to be much less likely to do the same evil to you again. And you just might win over an enemy to become your friend by doing good for evil. So what should you do about the problem of evil? If you're not careful, if you fail to discern evil, if you fail to battle evil, you will be overcome by evil and ensnared by evil. We don't want to escalate evil. We want to de-escalate evil. Parents have a responsibility. Government has a responsibility. You have a responsibility to battle evil in your own life. Will you be a victor or a victim of evil? But you know what? In spite of all that we can do, evil will continue until when? Jesus comes again. And when Jesus comes again, he is going to vanquish evil from this world. And Revelation 21, 5 will come to pass. He who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And after evil is removed, then what he says in verse 4 will finally come to pass. There will be no more death nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. What a day that will be. Oh, it's distressing to see the rise of evil in our world. But dear child of God, that's just another sign that Jesus is coming again soon. And he's going to vanquish evil from this universe and all the harmful effects of evil and there will finally be peace in this universe and we will get to enjoy it with the Lord so will you overcome evil if you're not saved today if you're not a Christian today you need to repent of your sins and trust in Jesus as your savior but even as Christians, we sometimes succumb to sin and evil and we need to confess our sins and make things right with God. And this time of invitation is an opportunity for you to win the battle against evil today, this very day.
Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you that though you have allowed free choice and the evil that resulted from it, we thank you that you have an answer to evil. And we can be victorious over e evil. And the day is coming when you will be victorious over evil. And I pray that if there is anyone here that is not saved, that they'll be saved today. And I pray that Christians will be right with you today. Lord, give us the victory over evil. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.